Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest issue of the First Down Snapcast. I'm your host, Richard Butler, and alongside me tonight is regular show analyst Ian Davis. Ian, would you like to introduce tonight's guest? Because I know you're a bit excited about this. Yes, um, I am very excited today to have a, a former Dallas Cowboys star on the programme. Um, Super Bowl six winner, six-time Pro Bowler, University of Iowa Hall of Famer, two NFL championships to his name, John Nyland. Good evening, John. It's probably good afternoon to you. (laughs) My wife is here. She's clapping. (laughs) (laughs) It's an absolute pleasure, John, to have you on the show. Uh, Man of your history and experience in the game. Um, One of the things that stood out when we were looking into yourself is that going to University of Iowa, you started at university as a fullback, but then you were converted before into an offensive tackle before a right tackle into your sophomore year. How how did that feel to you being asked to change your position, what you'd gone in there as? I was faster than all our running backs. <laughs> um, I was pretty good speedster. And because of my speed and I could carry that 255-pound weight to a pretty good clip, they thought maybe I'd be better at the offensive line or tight end. I played tight end too. Actually, I played multiple positions depending on what defense we had to go against. What defense we had to go against. 
So for the most part, you know, it was pretty much that I played split end and uh, fullback uh, my my freshman years, and then they switched me over to offensive line. What, John? What did you like playing best? What did I what? What did you like playing best? What was your favorite position? I, I like I like offensive line because you get to hit somebody every I time. I knew you were going to say that. You get to hit people. <laughs> You get to hit somebody every time the ball is snapped. Uh, that was important. Uh, I also had uh, pretty good knowledge of the game. I mean, we had a multiple offense, uh, offensive linemen. You know, typically offensive linemen control the game and, and eventually win. But defensive line controls the championships. That's the yeah. main thing. Yeah. So, you know, you, when you come to realize that, you can score all the points you want, but if you can't keep them from scoring, them from scoring, what, what good is it? Yeah, mm, yeah absolutely. absolutely. The phrase goes around, and it has done for years, about defences, they allow you time to score. Uh, very successful in the University of Iowa. In 1965, you were an All-American selection in your senior year, as well as a Big Ten winner. Obviously, at the time, the University of Iowa were very successful, and you played a big part in that. Were there some very fond memories for you in them few years at Iowa? We did. We did have some good memories. You know, we we were probably going to be, we were trying to win the Big Ten Championship 1965, but it didn't happen. (laughs) We didn't didn't win too many championships. We didn't win too many games, quite frankly. But uh, (laughs) we did have pretty good players. No one like, I think I remember reading somewhere, they say you didn't win many games, but teams didn't like to play you. They, they, they was like, well, it's Iowa, we don't really want to play them. They didn't like to play you. What's that? The other teams didn't like to play you. Well, they didn't like to play me because I was pretty tough. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, I had a good career. It was a standout receiving that kind of recognition. And I just thought I'd just stay at whatever position they want me at and just play the best I could. And I did. Yeah, you definitely did. And that obviously, Ian, brings you on to the draft in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, it's quite interesting, John. I mean, you you were the first offensive lineman that Dallas ever took in the first round, weren't you? Correct. And one thing we've talked about with a previous guest, now we wondered if you could clear this up for us, and it seemed quite common back then is, you were taken in the first round. I mean, you, I think you were the fifth pick overall. That's correct. But then the AFL, you were drafted in the 13th round. Yeah, well. And that's, that's what I explained this on a previous programme, but I'd like to actually understand to make sure if I'm right, why there's such a disparity sometimes. Well, here's the situation. The AFL was drafting the same day yeah. or the same weekend as the NFL. And they thought that since the Cowboys drafted me number one, Oakland Raiders had me drafted number one, but never drafted me because they got the impression that, oh, we're fighting the Cowboys. He's a Texas boy. You know, we're going to probably have a tough time getting him come to Oakland. Yeah. And and they were right. They were right. If, if Oakland had drafted me number one and the Cowboys drafted me number one, I'm going to, I'm going to Cowboy country. Yes. Um, not that I didn't want to go to Oakland. It's just that it just seemed like too much too far. 
you know, for a, a punk kid coming out of college. Yeah. I thought, you know, I went to Iowa. That's far enough. Now I came south into Texas. Yeah. It worked out. It worked out good for me. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. And I mean, your first season, the, you ended up in the NFL championship game, didn't you? I'm against sorry, Green Bay. In, yeah, in your Green first Bay. season, yeah, against yeah, Green yeah, Bay. We, we played, uh, I started about four games that year. And unfortunately, uh, we went against Green Bay and we didn't do too good, but that's okay. Uh, we came back the next year and uh, taught them a lesson. Yeah, yeah. And of course, in 67 was the ice ball, wasn't it? The, one of the most famous games in NFL history. That's stupid. Shouldn't, shouldn't have been played. No. I mean, I, 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 it was just too cold. The fans got cheated. The, teams, the team got cheated. You know, nobody scored anything of significance. Yeah. So, you know, we lost. They won. The rest is history. Yeah. And as I, before you came on, I was like saying to Richard that, but for those two games, it, we could have been talking about the Tom Landry trophy rather than the Vince Lombardi trophy, couldn't we? Absolutely. If we won that game, won the Green Bay Packer game, and then went into win the Super Bowl next year, the following year, we would have been the dynasty of the 70s. Yeah, absolutely. Or the 60s. Sorry, sorry I'm just um, interrupting to let my cat out of the room there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how it could have been different there, there. John, what, what was Tom Landry like? Because, I mean, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I've been for a long time. And he's, he's always portrayed as being a very aloof character, very God-fearing. What, what was he like to, to be coached by? When you look at your bookshelf right there, I see from turn to your left and look at your bookshelf. They're all great books. They're all probably very informational books. But until you crack them open, you don't know what they say. Yeah. Tom Landry would not let anybody crack them open. Yes. I don't mean to say that in a negative way so much, but he was a stoic character. You know, he, he knew the game, very smart individual. Uh, he, he knew how to build character within players. He knew how to bring players along. Uh, he just didn't have a great bubbling personality, just like your yeah. bookshelf. doesn't have a bubbling personality, <laughs> but you got those books up there for a reason. That's, you evidently yeah. liked them or you, you know, and, and that, that to me was what Landry showed. You knew Coach yeah. Landry knew the game, no question about it. You knew that he knew, and he also gave you a chance to play. Now, again, that was back in the 60s. Today, maybe it would have been different, but they fired him at the wrong time. Unfortunately, they fired him too soon. Yeah, But that's okay. I mean, uh, you know, we'll talk about it until, to, to, until the Lord comes back. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it wasn't done in a very nice way either, was it? Without going into that too much, but... Um... Sacking Landry was, um, yeah, not a great chapter in uh, Dallas history, was it? No, it wasn't. It was handled, yeah. But the game, the game really, the game that shouldn't have been played is the game when it was 20 below. Uh, that was ridiculous. Hmm. Absolutely ridiculous. We couldn't even, well, the, the cold was unbelievable. The footing, the footing was so numb. Your feet were so cold, you couldn't get any, couldn't get any traction. Yeah. So, but hey, it was a great game, even though we lost. It'll always be remembered as the ice ball game. Yeah, it's always it's always going to be a famous game, isn't it? They're still going to they're still going to show parts of it. But, and, yeah. uh, but yeah. that that wouldn't happen nowadays because the modern day players they'd all they'd be on the phone to the agents and say, "We're not right there. That's the ice, ball, the ice ball. ball. Yeah, that's the ice ball game. Somebody <laughs> sent me that, and uh, it's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Because they definitely wouldn't play nowadays, the modern players. They'd be straight out on agents saying we're not playing. It wouldn't yeah. happen. <laughs> With health and safety nowadays. This is one of my great pictures. That's Coach Landry. <laughs> That's, That's is that not on the front of his autobiography? That picture. Yeah, it, I think. All I've got is the back of his hat. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't want him turning around because he was going to look at, look at you. You maybe complain about nothing. <laughs> oh, when I was doing a bit of research for this, John, for for interviewing yourself, I was looking at some parts of the Dallas Cowboys history and. Uh, there seems to be quite a few references to, well, your nickname as well, Johnny Nightlife, and hey. a few references to different parties at your your house. Yeah, Johnny um, Nightlife was the the one I'm most famous for. Yeah, uh, I won't try to explain that one. You can figure it out. I think we know how that goes. How was Tom Landry with the party side of things? Did he stay as though he didn't? He did see not, any of that. Did, he did not tiptoe down the street. He did not sing. He did not play music. He was all football, all yeah. football. He didn't want to. He didn't want to waste his time doing things that couldn't build a team. And certainly, mm-hmm. Johnny Nightlife. Well, he had a personality that he didn't particularly want to see. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> liked he liked he liked John Nyland, the football player, but he didn't want to see yeah. Johnny Nightlife. He didn't yeah. particularly want to see it. So we just kind of, you know. We entertained him at best, let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and then, obviously, you played you played in two Super Bowls. Yes. One, one with the right result, one with the wrong result. Yeah, one we lost, one we won. And, that, and started I think- our, that started our long transition into a winning, uh, mm. into a winning team. People then recognized us as being the real deal. You know, when you yeah. come back from the year that we had with Green Bay, losing uh, that game, um, you know, the next year we came back and we won, you know, we won the Super Bowl. And that's all that counts. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't make a difference. Your win and loss record is the only thing you're going to be judged by. 20 years from now, they will know who I am. But they know I played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All you you always, always have that ring. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you, you played in Super Bowl loss against the Baltimore Colts, didn't you? That's correct. Yeah, which I, uh, I, which was known as the Blooper Bowl at the time because there were so many turnovers, wasn't there, in that game? Was it, Well, listen, was, I had a tough time. I won against Henry Jordan when I played against Green Bay. And I went against, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Huh? No, I can't remember the guy. Can't remember the guy I played against on the on the. On the uh... Well, anyway, you're going to remember the Super Bowl at where it's twenty below zero. It's the rest of it is just kind of a fog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that Super Bowl as well. I, I uncovered a, a little fact about that Super Bowl that it's the only time that the MVP has been given to a team on the losing inside, which one of your teammates. Can you you remember who that was, John? Yeah, I believe it was uh, Jethro Pugh and Bob Lilly, wasn't it? No. I think it was two people. Um, Chuck, 
Chuck Howley in that game. Oh, oh Chuck, Chuck Howley, the linebacker. Chuck Howley. Yeah. Who, yeah. who was the other guy? Didn't they give it to another guy too? Besides Chuck Howley? No, I think it was just Chuck, I believe. And he just froze a second. Um, okay, yeah. He was the only defensive player ever to get I mean, to get the uh, most valuable player. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then he um he did score in when you won the Super Bowl the following year, he did yeah. score a touchdown as well, Chuck. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. what do you remember that Super Bowl win? How how exciting was it? What am I, what it, am I doing on this show? You guys know this better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> we we won there. We 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 we're, we're only as good as what we see on the internet. Yeah, we, we just read we just read about it, John. We we weren't actually there like you were. <laughs> we're easy to read about it. We're about <laughs> Canada. Are you guys? Oh, you're at the UK. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're we're in Yorkshire. You know, we were we we tried to get you guys in the NFL one year. I think it was back in nineteen in the seventies. Sometime they put together a team, and we all traveled to the UK. And put on exhibition football. Now I don't know if you ever heard of that. That's a long time ago. But we went around to different schools, and we demonstrated professional New York uh, professional American football because we were trying to get teams back in that day. They tried to get teams that uh, uh, we did one in Spain, we did one in Germany. Uh, these are like you know training camp uh, visits. Uh, we did one at UK, and uh, where was the last one? I think. Portugal or someplace. They, we tried to establish a European league. Yeah. Well, you see how far that went. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sort, of, sort of came late 80s, early 90s, but didn't last very long. Yeah, they, more people listen with soccer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's growing and growing now. You know, it, it's quite big in, in the UK. You know, they have the, you have the regular season games on over here and they, they just sell out straight away. Do any do, do any part of Canada or, or UK... Do they uh, do they have it a league at all a football league? Yes, um, like like American football. Yeah, we do. We we call it a gridiron oh. league. But yeah, there's um, I don't know how many teams there are. I mean, I I don't know. I could do with to watch a team near me, Doncaster, Doncaster Mustangs. Um, it's without. I don't want to upset any of our listeners. It's not the best standard in the world. I'll put it like that. Oh come on! It's it's fun. It's funny, anybody, Joe, anybody it. can go out there for sixty minutes and get himself yeah. banged up. Yeah, that's that's, that's that, they've earned something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely, I think we're just short of about hundred teams. I think across men and women games, so it's definitely yeah. growing. And the the, the, the popularity yeah. is there. I think we've just started. There's a new European league which is at the back from the NFL. As well, like an old teammate, an old teammate of mine said, "Hey, it's a stupid game anyway. Go out there and bang on each other." Yeah. <laughs> come away with you come away with broken bones and everything. Oh, yeah. You know, okay, I got the point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then it, you were traded over to the Eagles, weren't you? At the end of your career, that was yeah. You know? That was at the end of my career. Uh, Philadelphia. Well, I went to Coach Landry, and I told Coach Landry if he wanted to trade me, to please go ahead and trade me to a team that I would like to go to. And, and at that time, Philadelphia seemed like it was a good team. Plus, they got a number one draft choice. Philadelphia traded a number one draft choice for me. So I ended up playing two years at Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did have a quote about that, about you're quite happy going to them. But 
Dallas actually got to, because Dallas were in a rebuild, weren't they? And they weren't expected to do well. The year after you'd gone to Philly, and they ended up getting to the Super Bowl, didn't they, Dallas? Well, it might have been a stupid move on their part. What's that? No, go ahead. It might have been a stupid move on their part, because Dallas didn't do much that year, and uh, we didn't do much either. Unfortunately, Philadelphia didn't have enough. Didn't have enough. Uh, enough uh, top top talent. Let's put it that way. They had a yeah. few guys on there, but you know. Yeah, have to mount a challenge. Yeah, I, I, I really like Roman Gabriel. I thought he was a terrific, terrific athlete. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but he got hurt. He didn't come back next year either. Lots of so, and you, you got injured, didn't you, at the end of that season? I did. John, and, and was did. that, did you, did you just decide to call it a day at that point? Was that? Well, I, I tore up my knee again, you know, and when you start tearing up your knees, especially your knees, you start playing defensive football. In other words, you don't want to get hurt. You kind of, you're favoring that knee or that, or that ligament because you're open to, uh, you're just wide open for anything, you know. Guys will roll up into your legs. Somebody will knock you over. You know, somebody might cut you down. I mean, it's a it's 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 a miserable experience, and I just didn't I didn't have it anymore. I was there ten years, and I figured it's time to retire. So I told them I'm not coming to training camp, and I didn't. I just stayed home and watched it on TV. Yeah, nice and comfy. I was looking at. I was trying to find out what you did afterwards, um, John. I mean, I know. You were in the army at the army at one point, weren't you? I couldn't work out when when that was. Was army in the army? I was in the army. I was in the, well. What they had back then was National Guard, and nice. you could go to, you could go to two weeks training in the summertime, which was which was active duty, and then you got to go to once a month. You had to go to the National Guard duty, and so I did. I was gonna actually. I was studying to be a pilot when I went to college. I got my flying license at the University of Iowa. I was going to, yeah. I was going to be a pilot yeah. in the army if I didn't make it in the NFL. Mm. So if I was just, you know, I was just hedging my bet. So I got my, I got my pilot's license, and uh, fortunately, I made it in the NFL. So I didn't take it, and I just played this. You know, I, I, I was in National Guard for six, six years. Was the commitment you had to make, and I did. I went six years. Almost every year, we went somewhere. Like I said earlier, we, you know, we, went, to, we went to Germany, we went to Spain, we went to uh, Portugal, we went to uh, England, you know, we went to Canada, we went to all these places for our two-week training. And uh, for that reason, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was first, I didn't mind going to Canada, I didn't mind going to take a trip to England as long as only for two weeks. <laughs> so, you know. It didn't rain, did it? Not only rains. Hey, there's a lot of things to see there. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I was looking, John, in some of your records whilst in the NFL, and eight years you're a star at left guard, and it's gone down that you were not, if not the best, you were in the best left guard in your era. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think for those years, yes. Uh, you had, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys that played, but not left guard, they played right guard. Um, I mean, Blaine Nye on my own team, he was darn good too. But I think that, uh, you know, when you, when you look back on it, 
Oh, I'm trying to think. Who's that guy who played for Cleveland? Uh, Gene Hickerson. Uh, Gene Hickerson, I think it was. Well, anyway, he was another guard in the NFL, and he was kind of like the uh, perennial all-pro guard until I knocked him off. And uh, <laughs> took his plate, so to speak, took his place. So, you know, I mean, all these, all these recognition of all-pro, recognition of Pro Bowl, that's all nice stuff, but it's all publicity. All that's publicity for the game of football. What's, what's your best memory from playing football, John? What's the thing that stands out? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a story that uh, kind of got to me at one time. When I went to the University of Iowa, I was a poor, very under-knowledge kid. I didn't have much knowledge about it. But when I got to go to the University of Iowa and I sat there in front of the coaches and they sat there and said, John, we want you to come to Iowa. Now, listen, I was a punk kid. My dad didn't have a job. Uh, we didn't even have a car practically. And I sit there and I said, well, I'd like to come to Iowa, but I have no way of getting out here. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll get you a car. You'll get me a car. <laughs> yeah, it was 1965. And they got me a 59, uh, 59 Dodge. So it was like a six-year-old car. And they got it for me. Now, that's all illegal, okay? So don't hold me against this. Now they said, hey, what else would you like to? Can you get my dad a job? My dad was having trouble getting a job. He was an alcoholic. But they gave him a job as a night watchman watching the stadium in my hometown. Just watching the stadium. That's all they had to do. So who's going to steal the stadium? <laughs> anyway he was a night watchman and I thought wow this is something else you mean you get paid to play upper football you get into the pro ranks you get no we're not in the pro ranks yet but we're in the ranks of out of high school and now they will pay you to play the game I loved well I thought that was great now all of that was illegal I mean they did get my dad a job they did get us a car and then they gave me $75 a month now a 19 62, 63, that was a lot of money. $75 a month. All illegal, but I took the money. I don't blame you. <laughs> I took the money and it, was, it all came from it all came from fans, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, they 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 knew I was hurting for uh, you know, I didn't have anything. My my parents didn't have any money. They couldn't give me any money to go to school. I couldn't afford to even go to school uh, in my own car because I didn't have a car and they got it for me. Well, I thought yeah. that was something above and beyond the call of duty, even though it's illegal. Uh, I was a kid that needed it. Yeah. yeah. Def definitely a nice touch from yeah. university. That. Do, you, do you ever meet up with the, uh, the rest of the old Dallas Cowboys, you know, Roger Starbuck and everybody. And do you have any reunions or anything like that, John? I'm sorry, what was the first part? Do, do, you, do you ever have reunions with the, your old teammates, you know, Roger Starbuck and people like that? Do, do you meet up at any time? Oh, I see. Uh, I, saw, uh, I saw Ed Tutorial Jones day before yesterday. Yeah. Did you? Uh, yeah, he was out playing golf with me. Or not yeah. with me. He was playing golf at a golf tournament. Yeah. I was just uh, hanging out. You know, I, I see the guys at golf tournaments and charity events and whatnot. But there's not as many live here anymore. And of course, half of us are dead. 
hate to say that, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, you know, Bobby Hayes and a lot of them are not around anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was a great experience and I still love it. Yeah. I, d- I did, I mean, I, I did hear a story about um, some of the things you did to help out ex-players as well. I mean, I know I don't, a guy called Harvey Martin that you actually found a job for who had a lot of problems after he'd left. I found a job for some of my yeah, NFL. Yeah, Harvey Martin was the yeah. guy I got a job for. Yeah. Nobody would hire him. Of course, this is a black. We're a, we're, 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 we were a dark black team. Many of our players were black. Yeah. And when I came here in 62, you know, it was kind of like, hmm, we're still fighting civil war down here. Yeah. We're still fighting the civil war and still, you know, blacks were kind of, you know, they tried to control them. Uh, it's changed a lot since then, but back then it was, there was a prejudice to the black man. And I did not understand that. I didn't, I didn't quite get it. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't. No, I, I just I thought it was a nice story about me. I know, sadly, it didn't work out well with Harvey Martin, but it was. I, I just thought it was a nice thing about you reaching out to him to give it to get him a job when yeah, other nobody, people weren't no, helping him. Yeah, nobody would hire him, and I told I told Harvey, just follow what I do. You can make plenty of money, and you can do a good job. And he mm. did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, with the Cowboys nowadays, John. Do you get to go down to watch much? How how have you thought the Cowboys have done since the last one, the Super Bowl, in recent well, years? I have. Uh, I've seen some of the Cowboys. Just recently, I saw some of the golf tournament, but I, I don't know. You know, what's the question? How do you think they're going to do now? Yeah, the course. I, I, as far as me asking, asking me how they're going to do, I always think we're going to win. I mean, that's just part of my nature. But I don't find that that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. What you want to happen doesn't always happen. But they're, they're a good team. I mean, they need some defense. They did some good drafting. Uh, Zeke, is uh, his, his leg has come back on him. He's out there working out already. So, you know, hey, it's a brutal game. Get ready. Tighten your chin strap. <laughs> Where's the speakerphone on this? Huh? Right there. Oh, okay. Oh. How do you how do you think the how do I think what? I think he's just froze there, John. <laughs> Mid question, he's just doing a frozen screen. Defensive lines <laughs> in recent years. I'm back now. That's... Okay. Repeat. Oh yeah, repeat the question. What? I think you're back now, Ian. I'm not catching the question, I'm sorry. So I think Ian was just having a bit of interference there, John. Um, I think what Ian was trying to say, how do you think the Dallas Cowboys offensive line's been over the last few years? Well, the last couple of years they've been playing, but they're not they're not playing great. You know, they got a lot of injuries. Um, maybe this year, maybe, who knows? Yeah. They've got some good tools though. They got some good players. Yeah, definitely in a bit of a rebuild mode than they've been recently. I was reading up as well, going back to your days at Iowa in 90, you were 
inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2006 and made honorary captain. Um, I know you were saying before about the accolades and stuff, but because it all started back at Iowa for you, was that a bit of a heartfelt achievement to get that? Oh, it felt great for me. Any kind of recognition you got 20 years after you retire is not a bad recognition. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm surprised people even remember. Uh, and, but that's the way, you know, I guess that's the way they do this NFL thing. Uh, this Hall of Fame, they say they're going to try to put me in it this year. Oh, we'll see what happens. 2022. 2022. 2022, they're going to try to nominate me for the Hall of Fame. And uh, it's about time. I'm not, I'm not uh, humble about it. But, yeah. you know, I just think that uh, you better hurry up. I'm 76 years old. I think, uh, I think, I'm 77, my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that Hall of Fame is a good point with the NFL, John. I think nowadays it's been mentioned in recent years. Players have only retired maybe five years ago are getting touted to go in it when it's like you should be re- rewarding and the people who played in the 60s and the 70s. Well, and offensive, yeah, offensive linemen, listen, come on now. We, we, we really get no recognition whatsoever. Yeah. You might get a, a, a blocker running split in and he goes out and knocks the head back out. You'll see that block, but you don't see that stuff in the, in the pit. I mean, the superstars of the game, the guys that run and catch, and, uh, and intercept and, and, and uh, trap the quarterback. I mean, that's what fans come to watch. They don't come to watch me throw a, a half shoulder block into the defensive tackle. I mean, come on, it's boring. But it has to be done. Now, that's okay. I don't mind not getting recognized, but as far as I'm concerned, we only got one guy on the offensive line that's in the Hall of Fame from that era, and that's Rayfield Wright. Rayfield deserved it. Rayfield deserves it, but I think I do too, and I'm not shy about asking. But at the same time, I don't I don't make any of the vote selections. Uh, I'm just saying, if it happens, great. Uh, I'm grateful the Lord recognizes what I did. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I can, you know, I'll live. You know, you I think know you I think a good example of that, John, is when we talk about Super Bowl six against Miami. Um, Dwayne Thomas. 252 yards, MVP. Yep. He, he couldn't have done that without you guys, could he? Oh, yeah. You were, you were making the gaps for him, weren't you, in that game? Well, you, you watch that highlight film and you'll see I've me seen that there. highlight film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see me out. And Dwayne Thomas, you know, he didn't speak to many people. Dwayne Thomas had a very – but he spoke to me. He wasn't <laughs> stupid. He, was, he spoke to me. He, yeah. he spoke to me because he knew who was going to be leading those blocks for him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and today, to this very – in fact, I heard from Dwayne Thomas just a few weeks back, and uh, we still stay in touch for each other. Yeah, that is a true point I've heard about. He, Dwayne Thomas didn't speak to many people at all, did he? He Not was at all. very particular didn't about talk who he spoke Yeah. What about Roger Starback? Did he talk to a lot of people? How friendly was he? Yeah, he did. I mean, he, he was friendly. I mean, he, you know, he retired because he, he runs his company, and uh, I assume he stays busy. I don't talk to him. I've not seen him in quite a while. Yeah. But, uh, uh, we just, as I said, we see each other at golf tournaments and different functions and whatnot. We just haven't had anything with the, well, with the Corvallis thing and all. Everything's been shut back. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got the same over here. It's been the same. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 
you were saying there about obviously the Hall of Fame and stuff, but you'll always go down in Cowboys' hearts from the fans. And the, like you said about Thomas, memories were made by for the Cowboys through you. Yeah. You, a lot of the stuff may not have happened without yourself in that offensive line position. And like you say, the running backs, the quarterbacks get the fame, but your offensive line guys, and it's still nowadays with the modern teams, if you haven't got an O-line, it was proven in the Super Bowl last year when Patrick Mahomes' O-line went down, the offensive Kansas went. So it proves what a valuable and important job the O-line do. Sure. Well, as I said, I think Landry knew that. Uh, we knew that. The fans don't care to know it. They want to see the big touchdown. The fans want to see the great run. The fans want to see the great interception. Uh, the fans want to see a crushing tackle. You know, uh, defense wins championships. Offense wins games. So we won a few games. Defense got us to the championship. So that was John, the football player. What does John like to do nowadays? Sleep. <laughs> I was uh, fighting a little cancer here about a year oh. ago. Uh, I was attacked with cancer in my salivary gland. And so uh, for that reason, I've been taking it easy, trying to get my strength back up. I don't have a lot of core strength anymore. As I get older, I'm just concerned that if I don't exercise, it's just going to get worse. So right now I'm just trying to be practical and stay one step ahead of my wife. That's it's lo lovely, is that? Um, she keeps me honest. They always say behind a good man's a good woman, so obviously, Sean is there with you. Um, so, John, obviously, we it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on tonight, even just to talk about a few of your memories. It's how late is it over there? How late? It's half past nine at night. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys are getting ready to get to bed. <laughs> wow you, you were worth staying up for John yeah I think oh thank you we, we, what we've, tra we've tried to do with like the shows we've been getting people on and I, we're, we're all fans of different teams so so far if we can get you've been the first fan uh, player of are one you, of our teams are you NFL fans or Dallas Cowboy fans so Ian is a Cowboy can you see that John can you see that oh Oh, your mother's going to be mad at you. You've got that ring. <laughs> That's that ring. Good for you. Before, 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 the, before COVID came, Ian's a regular pil pilgrim over to Dallas. Are you in for a game? Yeah, I do. Before COVID, I mean, myself and a, another guy who we normally have on the show couldn't make it tonight. We come my over daughter, to America. We come over every must, year. My daughter must have seen you on TV because she saw that wrist with a star on it. Now she wants to get one. <laughs> now we come over every year um, apart before last year I've seen Dallas every year for the last four years I think um, over in America so yeah we, we, do, we, do, we do like to get to the AT&T when we can yeah call me next year I'll tell you the same stuff I'll tell you the same stuff all over again <laughs> well Unless they win the Super Bowl. Yeah. If they win the Super Bowl, don't wait all year. Yeah, no, we won't. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> the, the thing is, John, though, if, if, if Dallas win the Super Bowl, I don't think I'd ever be able to speak to Ian again because... Yeah, I'll, I'll be unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else Cowboys fans are like, John? I'll be proud. I'll be proud. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Send, send us your address and we'll send you some pictures. Oh, that's amazing. Thank That'd you. be great, yes. yes. You, you can vote on the Hall of Fame, you know. Oh, I will be doing. Don't worry about that. Okay. I know about that. I've made a note of that already. <laughs> yeah, send, send us your, send us your, your addresses and I'll take care of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, we'll do that. That'd be great. But yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you. On behalf of everyone at the first down, and especially for Ian, John, and Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure that you've been able to join us tonight. Really well, enjoyed it. When you guys come to Texas, uh, you can come and stay with me. Maybe Ian, maybe. <laughs> we'll take you out for lunch. All right. Oh, we'll take you out for lunch, lunch John. Yeah. Take lunch. That's good. Yes. Thank you, John. Right, you guys. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.